0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us in yet another sunny day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Shauna Holland, director of PackSmart, which delivers e-commerce fulfillment, logistics, and membership management systems to a wide range of market sectors. Shauna, Hello. Hello. Well, thank you very much for coming on the program today. Now, normally we get straight into the subject of leadership, but considering the ongoing COVID outbreak, we should start there. How has this affected your organization?
1: Um, We've actually been one of the very lucky sectors uh, because we work within the e commerce industry and the government did want to try and keep that sector running. As Obviously, people weren't able to get out and do their shopping, so fulfilling orders for the online business has been extremely busy. Um, Our volumes over the last four months have been akin to what we would normally see during peak times at Christmas, Um, so we've had to cope with that accordingly. Um, We've had to manage our staff to take care of social distancing on the premises, ensure any delivery drivers uh, drop stock off outside the doors so there wasn't any contact there. And we've actually been in a position where we've uh, employed five new permanent staff to get us through this period. Um, And we've also secured our second site for us to expand into to cope with what we expect even further volumes in this year's peak.
0: Do you feel that this is a trend that's going to continue indefinitely?
1: Um, My feeling is that, yes, people have got very used to now shopping online. Um, It it very much saddens me that the uh, high street, I think, is going to change significantly but certainly with the introduction of wearing masks and shops, I think people just find it a very strange process. Um, and to be honest, we've changed a lot of the society over the last few years anyway, and being able to sit at home at uh, press a button and something arrives with you the next day or a couple of days later, it seems to just fit with the lifestyle that we all lead now. Um, with a lot of people having been working from home as well, of course they're there to accept the deliveries as well, so it's been been much easier for people to just get everything they need without having to leave their houses.
0: Well, We should move on to the subject of leadership. I always like to start this part of the conversation off by asking the same simple question. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: Um, The word leader I believe is somebody who uh, listens and tries to work with the people that they are leading to achieve an overall goal or result. Um, I have built my business over the years. Initially, it was just myself and my business partner. Then we gradually took on more and more staff. Um, And I like to feel that everybody thinks I'm approachable. Um, Training is key because we need to make sure that our staff are brought up to the right level, understanding what all our clients' requirements are. And that communication skill is something that I think is very important as a leader to be both approachable, but to be able to listen and to understand the needs of each of your teams. Everybody has different ways of learning as well. And so they can't all be expected to pick things up at the same rate or to understand things in the same way. So you need to be creative about the style in which you lead. Um, and also in, in which way you work with your team to get the best results out of them.
0: Where would you say your leadership style derived from? Did you have a particular role model who shaped um, your leadership style or did you have a particular uh, set of circumstances that shaped you?
1: Um, I've got a very mixed background. So I was actually a former professional actress before I went into my business. Um, So I've been directed and led by a lot of different people in the roles I've played and the positions I've been in. Um, Even going back to school, I had some very, very strong teachers who taught me a lot about being independent. Um, My mum was probably an incredible role model for me. She was a very strong woman. Um, She passed away from cancer back in 2017 and she fought very hard. And she always taught me to stand up and be proud and do myself proud. So I think there's a lot of people in my background that have carved me into the person I've become. Um, And as such, I've always felt like I want to try and help other people develop their strengths. I'm now working with a business coach who is also, um, I'm noticing making significant changes in the way I think about things, the way I work within the business. Um, So so there's constant things to be learned and every day of the school day, as they say.
0: Now, how would you uh, categorize uh, the experience of uh, co-founding this business and bringing it to where it is today?
1: Uh, It was a very tough starting journey. Um, My business partner and I, we made the decision in the midst of the recession uh, that we were going to set up on our own. Um, Nick Walker and I, we developed the concept. We'd worked for companies before that did pick and pack for online, specifically in the music industry. So we work now closely with the music industry for over 11 years as Smart. We also work with the drinks industry as well. And Nick and I have developed a very good split within the business. So Nick manages the operations and how we get things going and the processes and systems. I liaise with the clients, do the client boarding, take care of the sales and winning in the new business. So we've got a very good balance between the two of us. Um, We're constantly learning how we can change the business and take it forward. Uh, But we've seen massive changes to our business, even over the last 11 years, and looking forward to the new journey with the second site and getting that up and running by September, Uh, to take on board hopefully a whole new different client base that will enable us to continue to expand and grow but we do have to work with each other and listen to each other which is the key I think of any business relationship you have to be able to support your colleague and your partner and you have to also be able to listen to them and accept some criticism criticism at times because there will be times that they'll frustrate you.
0: (laughs) How do you resolve conflict within the workplace?
1: Um, so, a mixture of methods. Um, I, I always find that the communication is the starting point. So, if we have an issue with a particular team member, we will spend time understanding what the problem is. Quite often, it's an external issue that's causing the problem, and it's working with them to try and find out can we resolve it? Can we look at different work patterns? Is there something you need us to do to help that? Um, and on a higher level, with my business partner, Um, we will sit down and we will hash things out between us. We'll understand what causes the problem. We'll discuss it and we'll talk it through. Uh, Because if you don't communicate, then you can't move forward. And that's always key in business and in life in general.
0: Now, unfortunately, our time together is beginning to wane. uh, But before uh, we go, if we could just spend a few minutes talking about the future of PackSmart, What does next 12 to 24 months look like for you?
1: So we've got some fairly ambitious goals over the next 12 months. Um, The key will be getting the second site up and running and full and operational. Um, We then have plans for site three and site four. Um, We want to grow the business significantly in the next seven years. We've got a 10-year plan that we're working towards to see how much we can change and develop. And because the future of online is just set to continue to grow, the predictions are in excess of 30% by 2024. And we very much want to be part of that journey with the brands that we're expanding upon within the music industry, drinks, sports. And the general small to medium retailers who want to grow their brands but don't want the hassle of a warehouse and all the stuff that goes with it. We are their solution. People can outsource to us. We can manage whatever it is that they need to get shipped out to their consumers and they can hopefully sit back, explore their, brand, their brand's growth and have some more time to be able to develop that. So the vision for PAXMart is very big. We have a lot of things up our sleeve at the moment. And over the next few years, hopefully, we will become a very key name in the marketplace.
0: Well, Shauna, I have absolutely no doubt that you will. And I do thank you very much for coming on the program today. And hopefully, you can join us back on the show at some point in the future. But for now, Shauna, thank you.
1: Thank you very much indeed for your time.
0: That was Shauna Holland, director of PAC Smart. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Andrew Strauss.
2: Hello and welcome. I'm Jonathan White. And today we are joined by Sir Andrew Strauss, former captain of the England cricket team and former director of cricket at the ECB. Sir Andrew, thank you very much for joining us today.
3: Real pleasure to be here. Thank you.
2: The pleasure is all of ours. You know, And you've had a distinguished career, as I said, both on and off the pitch in English cricket, recognised not least with your knighthood for services to sport just last year. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. Um, Now, there have been ups and downs in the career, like any career, including public and private disagreements with certain individuals. And on that front, I think what everybody wants to know have you finally forgiven Marcus Dresscothic for giving you that stupid Lord Brockett nickname?
3: <laughs> um, well, my recollection was that it wasn't Marcus Dresscothic who gave me that nickname. Ah. It was actually Mark Butcher. Uh, He's but to blame. I think there were a lot of people. It was the senior England teams at, the mo- mm. at that time who wanted to sort of put me in my place we won the Ashes, but also the day after, you know, that open-top bus parade around London, and to understand that we'd broken out of the cricket bubble, that they're just general sports fans or just people that were interested in in seeing England win at something were all engaged and uh, completely besotted by the whole thing. I think that's
2: such a key point now, because there's, there's so, there were so many people back in 2005 that may have not even given cricket a second glance
3: yeah, those are two enormous events out there, and we can have our own version of that ourselves.
2: I can feel your enthusiasm for it. as a As an Essex fan, I I'm still stumped as to. I think I'm going to have to choose between either supporting a team based at the Oval or a team based at Lords. And I, I I'll, I'll get over that, but I'll <laughs> I'll have yeah, to do well, it. Well,
3: surely it's going to be the Lords one, right? Uh,
2: sh- sh- of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Sandra, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing that and everything else with you today. Thank you very much. Cheers.